intercede for me that I will preach for a very short while. And then we'll wrap it up with Thanksgiving. And then we'll go home, take a nap. And then please come back in the evening. Uh, make sure you get to church by 8.30, 8.45, so you can get a good place to sit. We are going to celebrate into the new year. Turn with me to Psalm 136. Forgive me, I want you to stand as we read this together. All of us will take verse 1. Ladies will take verse 2. Guys will take verse 3. Let's go, and then we'll read it till the end. Stretch a little bit. Don't be too comfortable. Stretch a little bit, okay? One, two, go. Let's read verse one together, all of us. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Ladies, verse two. Guys, verse three. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of Lords, for his mercy endureth forever. Ladies, verse four. Guys, verse five. Ladies, the next verse. <laughs> Guys, verse 7. Ladies, verse 8. Verse 9, guys. The moon and stars to rule by night for his mercy endure it forever. Verse 10, ladies. Eleven guys and brought out Israel from among them for his mercy endure it forever. Verse 12, ladies. Verse 13, guys, to him which divided the Red Sea into parts for his mercy endure it forever. Next verse. Next verse, guys. But overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea, for his mercy endured forever. Ladies. Guys, to him which smote great kings, for his mercy endured forever. Yes. Sihon, king of the Amorites, for his mercy endured forever. Yeah. And gave their land for an heritage, for his mercy endured forever. I didn't hear you guys. <laughs> Who remembered us in our lowest state, for his mercy endured forever. Who giveth food to all flesh, for his mercy endured forever. All of us, verse 26. Oh, give thanks unto the God of heaven for his mercy endureth forever. The Lord bless the reading of his word as you take your seat in Jesus' name. Attitude of gratitude, part three. And the last part. It's one thing to give thanks because of what God has done, which is good. But when we begin to mature in our knowledge of God, as we praise and worship him for who he is, we will begin to know God more intimately. David the psalmist wrote in Psalm 27 and verse 4. In fact, from verse 1, he said, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Said, though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord. Somebody say one thing. David was very intentional about that one thing. Say one thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after. What is that one thing? He said, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. My focus in that verse is to behold the beauty of the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, when we behold the beauty of the Lord, nobody will force us to bow our face or faces in worship. As we behold the beauty of his countenance, 
Our hearts are filled with awe. As the Holy Spirit opens the eyes of our inner man to see his goodness, his mercy, his grace, and his love, which is boundless and borderless. These things happen as we sit still to behold the beauty of the Lord. At this point, we fall on our faces in worship as we are engulfed in the warmth of his embrace. Praise begins to flow forth from our lips like the saints of old who trusted God and walked with him as the ancient of days and were never disappointed. If you really want to give thanks well and permanently possess this attitude of gratitude, I have a recommendation for you in 2024. Get into the word of God daily in 2024. The word of God, the Bible, shows us who God is and what he has done and what he still does because he never changes. In Malachi chapter 3 and verse 6, the Bible, God was speaking there. He said, <coughs> excuse me. He said, I am the Lord and I change not. Malachi 3.6, Malachi 3.6. I am the Lord, I change not. That's why you sons of Jacob are not consumed. 3.6, not 3.1, 3.6. I am the Lord, I change not. That's why you sons of Jacob are not consumed. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 6. For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore you sons of Jacob are not consumed. Why are we not consumed? Because he is the Lord and he changes not. So whoever he was to Abraham, he was to Isaac, he was to Jacob, he was to Joseph, he is to Fred and he is to you. Are you with me church? Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 8, the Bible says, Yeshua HaMashiach, the same yesterday, today, and forever. I have a recommendation for you as we close this year on a note of thanksgiving. Our attitude is important, you know, like I've said again and again. A bad attitude is like a flat tire. If you don't change it, you're not going anywhere. And God is looking at our attitude. Do you possess an attitude of gratitude? Or even now, you are still complaining. 2023 was full of challenges for me. Not only for you, for many of us. 2023, I had some um, unmet expectations. Not only you, there are quite a number of other people. Your attitude, therefore, is your choice. David the psalmist said, I will, Psalm 34, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I will, as an act of my own will, I choose to bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord at, at all times. Not in good times only, at all times. Good times, bad times, zero times. I will, as an act of my own will, I choose to bless the Lord. That's an attitude. And his praise shall continually be in my mouth. I have a strong recommendation to get into the word of God daily in 2024. Because the word will show you the nature and the character of God. As you meditate on the nature and the character of God, thanksgiving will naturally flow from your heart. You will not need anybody to coax you. You will not need anybody to encourage you to praise and to worship him. As you meditate on who he is, and again, what he has done, thanksgiving will begin to flow from your heart. Let me differentiate the two. Many people, most people, praise God and thank him for what he has done or for what he's doing. He has given me a car, given me a job, he's bought me a house. Those things are good, no doubt about it. He has given me a husband, no, he's given me a baby. Those things are nice and they're necessary for life. But when you begin to mature as a Christian, your praise of God will go beyond what he has done. You will come to the point of who he is. You will begin to praise him. You will begin to worship him because of who he is. Not just because of what he's done. It's a higher level. It, 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 it shows maturity. And one of the things that I want us to achieve in the year 2024 is to mature in Christ-likeness. To mature in the things of God. So that you don't skip church because you don't have transport fare. You don't skip rehearsal because you failed a particular course. You're not going to fail in 2024. Take that, alright? Nobody's going to fail. Can I have an amen to that? But I'm saying, don't, don't, I'm going to serve God because everything is fine. I'm not going to serve him because he has not done so, so, and so. 
It's a sign of spiritual babyhood. Babyhood. You are still wearing bib and drinking milk. As you begin to grow and mature in the things of the spirit, you worship him for who he is, not because of what he's done. Whether there is food in the house or not, I praise him. It's very easy to know when some people don't have money. It's written all over their faces. It's written on the countenance. That's why they don't come to church. That's why they won't do what they're supposed to do. Because there's no money. No, we must graduate beyond that. Are you with me, church? Church, are you with me? It is so sweet and rich when your praise is born out of an encounter. I, I write this point down because I'm going to explain it. It's so sweet and rich, R-I-C-H, when your praise, when your thanksgiving is born out of an encounter. Therefore, I want to ask you, seek an encounter with God in the new year. As we wrap up this year, make it one of your goals for 2024. I want to have genuine encounters with God. Listen to me, church. There is a level of knowing about God. There is another level of knowing God. For the most part, we all begin from knowing about God. What your pastor said about God, what your parents told you about God, what your friends said about God. But you must come to a point where you know God for yourself. It's a higher level and we must seek that level. Are you with me? According to Daniel 11.32, the Bible says it is the people that do know their God. Not those that know about their God. The ones that do know their God that shall be strong and do exploits. 2024 will present its own challenges too. So don't think it's just going to be an easy ride. <coughs> Excuse me. It will present its own challenges, but we will overcome. Two people came to church. I said we will overcome. Now thanks be to God who causes us always to triumph in Christ Jesus. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. It causes us to triumph always. To triumph means there's a battle. There's an opposition. But then we triumph. Amen? Can I have an amen to that? So, please, seek an encounter with God. When you have an encounter with God, you can have an encounter in the place of prayer. I will show you an example as I wrap up this message. You can have an encounter in the place of the word. You are reading the word. Then you move from reading to studying. From studying, you move on to meditation. You, you can be meditating on the word and then you have an encounter. A scripture jumps at you. The Holy Spirit speaks to you. And you know, this is my word. This is for me. And that brings a transformation to your life. Now, when you have that encounter, praise will naturally flow from your heart. I'll show you an example. Abraham had an encounter with God. God showed himself as a faithful father and friend and the invisible one who alone does the impossible. He showed himself that way to Abraham. Genesis 15, verses 5 and 6. Abraham was complaining to God. Can I have that on the screen? Thank you. Behold, I go childless. From verse 1, Abraham was complaining. I go childless. And I don't, I, you know, God said to him, look, Abraham, I'm your exceeding great reward. Don't worry. Walk before me. Blah, blah. God was talking to him. And he was saying to God, look, I go childless. And is this, this. Eliezer, that was born in my house, that's going to be my hair. And God said, no, it's not going to be your hair. Verse 5. And verse 5. And he brought him forth abroad. God now brought Abraham outside. He brought him abroad. Now, those of you that want to go abroad, this is a good scripture to stand on. God, you brought Abraham forth abroad. So bring me forth abroad. Amen, praise God. Amen, praise God. <laughs> yeah, you can hold on to that. It's a good one. When I was trusting God for my first car, I was looking for scriptures that had the word drive, drive, drive. And I found... The driving was the driving of Jehu. <laughs> I said, okay, very good. Driving, driving, drive, drive. So, I started believing God. Yeah, I take the word of God very seriously. I take the word of God very seriously. And the word of God covers every area of your life. If you need a husband, you have a scripture. If you need a wife, you have a scripture. I won't give you examples, but there are examples there. All right. And he brought him for the broad and said, look now toward heaven and tell the stars. If thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, so shall thy seed be. God brought Abraham 
out of the house. Abraham, step out of the tent, step out of the house. Now look at the sky. And Abraham looked up, and of course, so many stars in the galaxy. And God said to him, even though he didn't have a child yet, God said, so shall your seed be. Like the stars in the sky. So innumerable. Verse 6, the Bible says, and Abraham believed in the Lord. And he counted it to him for righteousness. Righteousness is an old word. What it simply means is rightness. Somebody say rightness. The state of being right. Abraham believed God and God said, that's right. You know when you're talking to your dad and you're giving an account of something that happened and your dad said, oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's been of righteousness. God said, look at the stars in the sky. Oh yeah, there are very many. So shall your seed be. Your kids, your children that are going to come from your loins are going to be that many. Wow! I believe you. And God said, because you believe me, that's right. And that makes you right. And so Abraham became right with God. And he became the father of faith. A mortal man believed an immortal God. A man in the flesh believed an invisible God. People you see, you don't even believe them. How much more a God that you cannot see? But Abraham chose that if this be your promise, I believe you. And God said, Abraham, you are right. That's how Abraham became the father of faith. When you hear Abraham the father of faith, father of faith, that's how he became the father of faith. He was having an encounter with God. Paul the apostle by the Holy Spirit picked up that encounter in Galatians 3.6. Can we go there very quickly? I want to do some teaching here. Some teaching very quickly. Galatians 3.6. Let me also get into my Bible so I don't rely on the screen. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Thank you, media. You are doing a great job. Even as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness, Paul picked that account, that encounter that Abraham had with God, picked it up several years later and wrote it down that even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. It was accounted to him for what? Abraham became right. Just because he believed God. Follow me very carefully. Verse 7. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. This means those who have expressed their faith in Christ, those who believe Jesus Christ, the same are the children of Abraham. And as God said Abraham was right, God is looking at you today and God is saying you are right. Can I have an amen? Can I have a better amen to that? If you have faith in Christ, you are right. You are righteous. Don't ever use your mouth to condemn yourself again. Nobody is righteous. No, no, don't be behaving like a saint. Nobody is a saint. We are all sinners, minus me. Can I have an amen? If you have given your life to Christ, you are no longer a sinner. You are now a saint. I know that word is very big, but it is for you. Somebody say, I'm no longer a sinner because I'm in Christ. I'm now a saint. That does not mean that you still don't uh, mess up once in a while. But you're messing up once in a while does not make you a sinner. You have changed that nature. Standing in your father's garage at home, does that turn you into a car? Hello? Oh, we don't use garage anymore. We use carport now. If you go to your daddy's carport at home and you stand there, your daddy has driven his car out, does that turn you to a car? Mommy, come and drive me out. I'm in the carport. No. So that you make a mistake does not return you to the state of being a sinner. But don't make sin a lifestyle. As Abraham believed God and God accounted it to him for righteousness, we who are of faith, let me ask you, are you of faith? Come on, talk to me. Are you of faith? The Bible says you are, you are, the, you are the children of Abraham. And I'm going somewhere with this. Go again with me. In verse 29 of that same Galatians 3, the Bible says, if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. 
we, we had a whole convention on this some years ago. If you are Christ, that is, if you belong to Christ, then you are a seed of Abraham. How many of you belong to Christ? Can I see your, your hand up? You belong to Christ? So, okay, so say, say I belong to Christ. So I am Abraham's seed. So you are a seed of Abraham, okay? Automatically, the day you gave your life to Christ, you became a seed of Abraham. And Abraham is right with God. And so you are right with God. Can I have an amen to that? All right, good, good. Don't lose that line of thought because I'm going to show you something about Abraham. Let's go to Romans chapter 4, and we're going to be in verse 3. Romans chapter 4, I'm going to be in verse 3, and I'll be in verse 9. Romans chapter 4, Romans chapter 4, Romans chapter 4, and verse 3. All right. For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Does that resonate with you? Does that resonate with you? Have you seen that before in the Bible? Okay, good. Go to verse 9. Come at this blessedness then upon the circumcision only or upon the uncircumcision also. For we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. When the Bible talks about circumcision or uncircumcision, you need to understand that the descendants of Abraham, the Jewish nation, one of the things you would know about them was as in Genesis, God said, as a token of the covenant that I have with you, Every male child in your house must be circumcised. And you know what that circumcision means? They remove the foreskin of the phallus. And then the, the male child is circumcised. is a token of the covenant. But there are people that are uncircumcised. The uncircumcised are the non-Jewish people, the Gentiles. If you extend that to uh, our days, people like us will be called uncircumcised because naturally we're not Jews. Are you with me? But the Bible is saying that Abraham... Is the father of all of us. Whether you were born in Israel or born in Nigeria, if you give your life to Christ, automatically, it doesn't matter where you are from anymore, Nigeria or Ghana or Cameroon, if you give your life to Christ, you become a seed of Abraham. Are you with me, church? Are you with me, church? All right. How was it then reckoned, verse 10, when it was in circumcision or in uncircumcision? Not in circumcision, but in uncircumcision. Abraham believed God before he himself was circumcised. That account happened in chapter 15 of Genesis. When God brought him out and said, look up. And he saw the stars. And God said, so shall your seed be. And he believed God. He was not yet circumcised in the flesh. In the flesh, in the body. It was after that, that he became circumcised. So that's what Paul was explaining here. All right. Go to verse uh, 12. And the father of circumcision to them who are not of the circumcision only, but who also walk in the steps, and this is where I'm going, who also walk in the steps of that faith of our father Abraham, which he had been yet uncircumcised. I need to stay here for a while. And the father of circumcision to them who are not of the circumcision only, that is the father of both the circumcised and the uncircumcised. But who also walk in the steps of that faith of our father, Abraham. Abraham had faith. Paul the apostle said, there were steps of that faith. And anybody that walks in the steps of that faith of Abraham is reckoned as righteous before God. So if you claim to have the faith of Abraham... You should walk in the steps of Abraham. Are you with me? To make it very simple. So I don't sound too theological this morning. <laughs> if you have the faith of Abraham, let us also see you walking in the steps of Abraham. And I will show you those steps. They are right here in this same chapter. Let's go to the next verse, verse 13. For the promise that it should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Through the rightness of faith. Faith makes you right. Say with me, faith makes me right. Tell your neighbor, faith makes you right with God. Tell another neighbor, because they might be sleeping, you need to help them. Say, faith makes you right with God. Okay, tell another neighbor, if you believe in God, that makes you right before God. There is none of us parents, I'm a parent, who enjoys it when their kids don't believe them. Your parents don't like it when you don't believe them. Dad, 
Christmas is coming. Can I at least get a new pair of shoes? Oh, yeah, you're going to get it. But from your dad's track record, four years ago he promised, he failed. Three years ago, promised, failed. Two years ago, promised, failed. This year again, dad, am I going to get it this year? Yeah, you're going to get it. You walk away, then you come back. Dad, are you sure I'm going to get it? Son, you're going to get it. Thank you, daddy. Then you walk away and you think, hey, this man, <laughs> he has a track record of not keeping his word. <laughs> if he has said it, he might not do it. Dad, am I going to get my shoes? Well, get out of my face. Because the man has a track record of not keeping his promise. But not so God. And let me tell you, even if the man has challenges in his business and you are acting that way, he won't like it. No parent enjoys that. So don't be too hard on your parents. There are struggles they go through sometimes they don't share with you. They don't let you know. Amen. They go through a lot. We go through a lot. But we enjoy it when our kids believe us. Dad, am I going to get a new gown for Christmas? Oh yeah, you have it baby. Woo, thank you daddy. Especially if it's a daddy who has been keeping his word. You don't come back and say, Dad, am I, are you sure I'm going to get it? Because you know, if he says anything, you want burger? Okay, I'm, 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 I'm on my way from work now. I will stop at Captain Cook and get you some burger. Woo, Daddy! You are rejoicing already because you know when the man comes like this, there's burger everywhere. And if it's suya, there is suya everywhere. Because the man has a track record of keeping his word. Parents enjoy it. That's my son. He believes me. <laughs> That's my daughter. She believes me. We all enjoy it. Even if you flip it, you enjoy it when your parents believe you. Don't you? Who broke that plate? It wasn't me. Oh, no, no it wasn't Oriofe. It wasn't. No, 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 no. My daughter does not lie. Even though it was Oriofe. But you know, you just enjoy that. Ah, I have a father that believes me. It, it boosts your confidence. You go to school and then something goes wrong. And then, now, you are not a bad child. You are a good child. And then your parents are sent for by the VC. And then they show up. And they say, your, your son falsified his result. Uh-uh. VC, <laughs> I, I know what my son can do, and I know what he cannot do. With all due respect, sir, can I ask my son if he did it or not? Please go ahead, go ahead. Ayo, did you falsify your result? Dad, I never did. Mr. VC, my son never did. <laughs> sir, we have, we, have, we have a proof. Sir, my son never did. It makes a whole lot of difference in your life as a child that I have parents who believe in me. Now, don't play on that and be doing stuff that is not good. Are you getting what I'm saying? But I'm saying that it boosts your confidence. Imagine when we treat God like we don't believe him. There's nothing he says that we believe. When you go through troubles, I will deliver you. God, I'm in trouble. Are you going to deliver me? Are you sure? I will provide your I will meet your needs. God, are you going to meet my needs? Nigeria is bad right now. Sakpadeo. Everything God says, we question, we query. And I tell you, I've been there, done that, and God does not enjoy it. Do you know we believe in the system of this world? More than we do believe in God many, many times. After service tonight, if you get a call or you, if you go on the internet and they say Jumia is having a final, you know, end of year promo, Jumia. And so whatever order you place between 3 p.m. and 9 p.m., you have 70% discount. Meaning whatever was worth 100,000 naira, just pay 30,000, you will get it. And there's that smart screen TV You've been eyeing. And it's, the last time you, you shopped on Jumia was 100K. Now your account balance is 35K. And Jumia is telling you you can get it for 30K. Or more come and see order. People will rush to Jumia office or store. Can I have it? Don't come and deliver in my house. We believe the world system. If you hear on the news, tomorrow is a public holiday. Nobody goes anywhere. And then you are sleeping till 9 o'clock and your mom comes to your room. Why are you still sleeping? Get up! Mommy, is public holiday. 
Who told you it's public holiday? You need to go to school. No, mommy, it's public holiday. The government announced public holiday. You believe the government? How much more? The one on whose shoulder the government lies. Can you see why God made Abraham the father of faith? God spoke to him. Just once. Abraham, come out here. Look, look at the sky. Look at the stars. So shall your seed be. And immediately God said so. Abraham believed God. Are you with me, guys? So now, let's look at the steps. Because he said, we need to walk in the steps of the faith of our father Abraham. What are the steps of that faith? And, amen, praise God. Romans chapter 4. Are you getting blessed? Three people. Are you getting blessed? Are you Abraham's seed? Okay, let's rush to verse 16. Romans 4. I was going to say Abraham's 4. Romans 4 and verse 16. Now, you need to sit down to, to learn this, please. You need to learn this. You need to learn this. This is some teaching that will help you. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace. Say with me, it is of faith. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Rev it up, rev it up. Say with me, it is of faith that it might be by grace. Let me explain that. Grace has been extended to everybody. Faith is your choice to obtain what has been extended to everybody. God is a God of grace, but he operates by faith. Being a God of grace makes him to be impartial. So, his reign falls on the good, the bad, the ugly. His sun shines on the good, the bad, the ugly. It is called grace. But, if you want to optimize or maximize what grace has made available, you need to believe God. You need to walk by faith to obtain it. I'll give you another illustration. When your account is credited just for free, you didn't work for it, your dad just thought it's the beginning of a new year, you need some money, I credit you with 250K, 250,000 naira. No matter how bad Nigeria is, it's still some good money right now to sustain you through your semester. I don't care your university in as much as it's Nigeria. 250,000 in Nigeria, any university. Now, this is not school fees. This is not anything. This is just pocket money, 250K. But don't tell me that that, that would be too small to spend in covenant. And you're out of school now, praise God. Now, are you with me, church? 250K that you didn't work for. That is grace. Somebody say grace. Grace has credited your account. But hey, to spend that money, to spend that money, you know you either need to use your ATM card or do a transfer. Or this is the tech generation. I don't know how you guys spend money now. Maybe by, by whistling. Money can... <laughs> Imagine you now being hungry. You are really very hungry. All right? And you go to a cafeteria in school. And you see grilled chicken in one section. And then you can see uh, fried plantain, the, the type that I like. The reddish type. Uh, not the golden yellow, reddish. And this little raw, better, better. So you see that, and then there's some kind of stew around it. Um, you see catfish around, and um, amen. Are, are, are you with me, church? Uh, and then there's green vegetable, there's ugu on one side, and there's an array of food, and you are very hungry. The last time you checked, your account balance was 100 naira. But your dad had credited you overnight with 250,000, but you didn't get the alert. And then you went to the cafeteria. Ah, Lord, provide for me. Would that be a right prayer to offer? Would that be right? Have you been provided for already? Grace has credited your account. But ignorance, or maybe you say, well, um, I don't know how to spend the money. How do you mean? I don't have an ATM card. Okay, can we do transfer? Can you do transfer? Well, I don't have the bank app. So how, if we sell food to you now, how do we get the money out of your account? Well, that'll be after Christmas and New Year break. You will follow me to the banking hall. We'll withdraw over the counter. Sorry, we're not going to sell you food. Now you're going to be hungry. But the truth is, do you have money? Come on, talk to me, Do you have money? Are you rich? Have you been credited? But how do you spend it? You need to withdraw. You need to make a withdrawal of some sort. You need to make a withdrawal. It, that is faith. 
It is faith that makes the withdrawal. Grace credits your account. By faith, you make the withdrawal. Grace credits your account. Faith makes the withdrawal. Are you with me? Do you understand that simple analogy? All right. So here, Paul was talking about the steps of faith of Abraham. The steps of the faith of Abraham. All right. Um, so therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace. To the end that the promise might be sure to all the seed. All the seed. All of us. The promise is sure to all of us. Somebody say, I'm a seed of Abraham. The promise is sure to me. Now, but listen to me. You know why we are not all enjoying the promise? Because we are not all walking by faith. But the promise is sure to all of us. The promise of longevity. The promise of living above sickness and, and disease. Now, don't go and live a careless lifestyle. So that sickness and disease doesn't catch up with you, alright? The promise of enjoying intimacy with God. We have all of that. And the promise is sure. But we are not all walking by faith. And if you don't walk by faith, then you are not right with God. Fear will not make you right with God. Faith makes you right with God, alright? Not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, now the steps are going to, I'm going to outline the steps here. As it is written, I've made thee a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed. Even God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Paul wrote here by the Holy Ghost that God calls forth the things that be not as though they were. One of God's modus operandi, God's mode of operation is to call forth something that doesn't exist as if it does exist. And the moment God calls it forth, then it comes to existence. In Genesis chapter 1, you remember, the whole world was full of darkness and darkness was all over the place. And, you know, the spirit of God hovered above the darkness, but nothing happened. But the moment God called forth light, God said, in King James Version, let there be light. In the original Hebrew, with which they wrote the Old Testament, they said, the blessed one said, light be. And light was. God did not see light before he saw darkness, but he called what he wanted. He called forth light. One of the steps of Abraham, steps of the faith of Abraham, is for you to call forth into your life what you want. Not what you have. You have malaria. We understand that. But call forth healing. Call yourself healed. All right? Your life may not look like you are blessed. People are closing doors against you. Nobody wants to help you. Now, as a child of God, as a seed of Abraham, who is walking by the steps of the faith of Abraham, you should look yourself in the mirror and call yourself blessed and highly favored. On the outside, you don't look it, but hey, this is the principle. This is how it works. You call yourself this, and then it will happen on the outside. You don't live your life from outside in. You live your life from inside out. Are you with me, church? So, on the day I wake up and I feel down. I feel down. But I must not reinforce that. Never you reinforce failure again in your life. The Holy Spirit said to me about two months ago. He said, never you rehearse failure. If you rehearse something, choir... You rehearse a song. Why are you rehearsing it? Because there will be a day to present it, isn't it? Those in theater art in UI, in theater art, they do a lot of rehearsals. Why are you doing rehearsals? Because the day of production is coming. And it is what you rehearse, you're going to produce. Am I right about that? Uh, come on, talk to me, church. Am I right about that? So what are you rehearsing? Let me ask your neighbor, say, what are you rehearsing? And I can tell what you are rehearsing by the words of your mouth. I'm sick and tired. Baby, a time is coming. You're really going to be sick. Not only psychologically. Do you know that your words even affect your body? Your words. Words are so powerful. Jesus said in John 6, 63. He said the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Spirit and life. As we speak, we are releasing spirit. Proverbs 18, 20, 20 or 21, 21 now. 21. He said death. And life. Listen, he didn't say the power of life and death. Many, many people misquote that scripture. The power of life and death is in the tongue. No. Death itself. Iku the dego. 
and life itself are in the power of the tongue. Don't wake up in the morning and say, I feel like maybe I, uh, the way I'm feeling like my kidneys are, eh? Your kidneys are what? Yeah, because I'm having stomach upset. And you know that lecturer taught us yesterday in um, nephrology class that when you have a sharp pain and it's consistent, like it comes first, boom, then after five minutes, come, boom, boom. Then after 15 minutes, boom, boom, boom. Ah, that's the first stage of kidney failure. Listen to me. Even if you feel that in your body, according to the steps of the faith of Abraham, you call yourself the things that be not. You call for the things that be not as though they were. You are feeling pain. You call for sound health. Am I right? You are feeling broke. Or maybe your account is actually broke. What do you call forth? What do you call forth? What do you call forth? Call for what you need. All right? Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? Never call yourself unfortunate. That's why you never catch me say, I came to your house, but unfortunately I didn't see you. What's unfortunate about not seeing you at home? English has destroyed the spiritual language of many people. We think that words are just for communication. No, words are for creation. Primarily. Next is communication. You know, I, I came over to see you, but unfortunately, I didn't meet you. What's unfortunate about not meeting you? No, no, tell me. Unfortunately means then something bad happened. Something, something really, really terrible happened. I came to your house, but interestingly, you were not at home. Walk away from that. Amen, praise God. I don't ever call myself lucky. And I don't allow people wish me good luck in exams. I'm not lucky. The word luck and the word Lucifer are from the same root word. Both of them operate on the principle of gambling. So it's either this or that. Luck is either good or bad. Have you ever read in your Bible, the Lord said, and I may bless you or I may not bless you. Have you read that in your Bible before? What do you see? I will bless you. I shall bless you. Very affirmative. So your body is feeling sick. You comfort healing. By his stripes, I am healed. Your eyes are misbehaving. I have clear sight. Amen? Well, you know, anybody can die at any time. Have you read that in the Bible? Call forth the things that be not as though they were. Sat in front of my computer years ago. No, I heard about Joel Austin's church in America, Lakewood Church. Pastor Madandala was sharing with us in the car. We're coming from UCH, we went to pray for someone. And I, I liked what I heard about that church. I said, Lord, I'd like to be there someday. I'd like to go to Lakewood Church. Just by hearing what I heard. And then I started watching the man on TV, on cable TV. Lord, I'd like to be there. This was 2013. Lord, I'd like to be there. I went to America first, 2014. I didn't get the chance to go there because I was in a very fast state. I traveled like five states, but I didn't go to Texas at all. In 2015, I went back to America. In fact, because I wanted to be in that church, I bought my ticket to land in Houston, Texas. And as God would arrange it for me, I stayed with someone for a couple of days whose house from the church is like Mokola Market from here. I only needed to trek two, three minutes to the church. Just cross a lane, come to church, period. So I went there on a Sunday. I saw him on a Sunday. I saw the mom, Mama Dodi Austin. Then I went there during the week. I went to their library and I bought books. Call forth what you want. People have killed themselves because of the words of their mouth. I know two young men who have died like that. Anybody can die at any time. No, not anybody can die at any time. We are God's children and it's not joking. It's not playing Ludo with our lives. Are you with me? Hey. In life, anybody can fail at any time. No, that's not our portion. Say what the word says about you. Are you with me? <clears throat> Who against hope, verse 18, believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations? According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. You remember when God said, So shall thy seed be? Genesis 15 and verse 5. God said to Abraham, so shall thy seed be. And Abraham believed God. Immediately he believed God. 
He didn't have the child yet, but he believed God. His wife was not pregnant yet, but he believed God. Some of us will say, no, I will not believe until I see. Because in the world, seeing is believing. Are you with me? It's a principle that operates in the world. You want to do business with me? Ah, let me see what you've done before. Because sin is believing. But in the kingdom of God, believing precedes seeing. When you are believing God for anything, you are trusting God for anything, you have to believe him first before you see. John chapter 12 and verse 40. Let's go there very quickly, then I'll come back here. Okay, give me, no, no, 11.40. John, 11.40. John, 11.40. Jesus said unto her, said I not unto thee. Read everybody with me. If thou wouldest see. What do you have first? If thou wouldest, make it out, say it loud, say it out loud, please, make it loud, make it loud. If thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest See the glory of God. You have to believe first before you see in God's kingdom. Believe the word of God. Then you will see what you believe come to manifestation. You want to have beautiful kids. You want to have a lovely marriage. You want to have a beautiful business. You want to be in the ministry. You want to serve God in the capacity. You want to work in, in, in the United Nations. You want to own you know, your own chain of businesses. Look, God is not intimidated by your biggest dreams. No, he's not intimidated. There is no dream anybody has that will intimidate. Ah, you're this boy. Come on, this dream is too big, man. Gabriel, sir, yes, sir. Can we afford the dream of this boy? Can we sponsor his dream? You know what the Bible says about your dream? And about God? Ephesians 3.20. And now unto him... That is able to do exceeding one, abundantly two, above three. All that you could ever ask or think. Amplify says that beyond your in, in, infinite, infinite prayers and your highest dreams. If you can dream it, God can do it. Tell your neighbor, if you can dream it, God can do it. Tell another neighbor, so if you can dream it, God can do much more. God can surpass your dreams. Some of you right now, your biggest dream is to land a job, maybe a remote job where they pay you $5,000 every month, and that's cool. $5,000, man. By the time you convert that to Naira, ha-ha, <laughs> oh, man. What if God wants to give you a business where you are the one paying people $5,000? How about that? Oh, I want to work in a bank. Lord, let me just get a banking job. Graduate like this. Bank, bank. I like the way they wear white shirts and nice tie. Like that of uh, engineer Morani Kenji this morning. Dread like a banker. What if God's plan for you is to own a bank? Have you ever dreamt about that? If you can dream it, God can do it. God can do much more. I want to work for God. I want to be in the ministry. I want to serve God. I want to see the crippled work. God can do much more. But we need to be careful to walk in the steps of the faith of Abraham. Abraham was not using his mouth against himself. When, he, when God changed his name from Abraham to Abraham, Hashem, that's the H there, which is God's name. It means, Abraham means exalted father. Abraham means father of nations. He told everybody, my name is no longer Abraham. God has changed my name. My name is now Abraham, Abraham, Abraham. People started laughing at him. <laughs> One child you don't have. You are calling as a man of nation. <laughs> he said, thank you. That's me. Abraham, yes, that's me. How are you? Abraham, yeah, that's me. That's my name. How are you? It's like you're struggling with admission, and then your friends give you an appellation. They call you prof. Or you tell them, call me prof. Professor. You've not gained admission. You're calling as a professor. God can do much more. Are you with me? Are you with me, church? The next, verse 19. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. Somebody say, what has this got to do with thanksgiving? Just wait. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. Abraham's body at that time was now dead. Meaning, he could no longer perform sexually. 
He could no longer tackle to. When he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. I'm showing you another step here. Apart from speaking, apart from calling forth, apart from hoping against hope, all right? There was something also he did not do. He did not consider his own body now dead. You must come to a point in your work with God when you don't consider the negative reports. Are the, are the reports negative? Yes. But don't consider. It, it has to come to a point where you don't consider your background. By virtue of my background, I shouldn't be here talking to you guys this morning. I don't qualify for what I'm doing. There are people who own and run corporations. They don't have a first degree. They, they, they employ graduates. They, they employ PhD holders, even in Nigeria. I had to tutor a friend of mine, an older friend, how to read and write English. Today, in his company, he has graduates working for him. He goes abroad. I processed his first set of visas for him because he didn't know how to apply for anything. He got to the port of entry in the UK one time. They were asking him, why, why, are, you, why are you coming so late? Your visa is about to expire. Do you plan to stay back here? You don't want to go back to Nigeria? He said, I have money. I get money. I get money. He said, I have. He said, I get money. I get money. He said, can, 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 we, can we have your bank statement or something like that? He brought that bank statement. Heavy. He showed them. Well, no, you both look page one, page two. He said, all right. You're welcome to the United Kingdom. Boom. He said, I'm, I'm here. I'm here only, only four days. For three, four days, I go back. I go Nigeria. I'm busy. I'm busy. And the guy has money. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? He considers not his background. Dares to do the impossible. God's children. I say, my dad is poor. My mom is poor. I'm from a poor background, so I cannot do this. Consider not your background. Your background does not determine your future. Are you with me, church? There are things to not consider. I can't speak English. Speak it anyhow. The one you can speak. But learn to polish it. You are still young, so make improvements. I can't say that to the adult church, but I can say that to you. You still have time. You can go back to school, obtain DLC form, go for tutorials. Don't be too proud. Do something. Do something. You're still young. I'm 35. Yeah. You'll find out in your class in DLC UI, there are some 65-year-olds there. People older than your parents. You can start somewhere. Pick up the ashes and start a new fire. Don't consider past failures. One of the things you must not consider, people's opinions. If you are successful, people will talk. If you are not successful, they will talk. So why don't you become successful? Abraham considered not his own body now dead. Was his body dead? Yes, it was a fact. But he considered the truth of God's word above the fact that he was confronted with. Are you with me? Doctors can run a test on you and they give you the fact. The fact is that you have cerebrospinal meningitis. CSM. They say you have it in your gene. But you can go to the truth of God's word that says that by stripes you were healed. Surely he took our infirmities. He carried our sorrows. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with the stripes we are healed. By virtue of your background, Nigeria has no place for you. You cannot become anything. Who said so? Who is it that speaks and it comes to pass when the Lord has not spoken? Has not commanded it? I've given you about three steps of the faith of Abraham. Another step. The Bible says in verse 20, not only did he not, did he not consider his own body now dead, he also did not consider Sarah's womb that was already dead. Abraham's body was dead. Sarah's womb was dead. He didn't consider the two of them. But in verse 20, the Bible says, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And this is where I'm going. Abraham was strong in faith. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. What does it mean? Strong in faith, giving glory to God. Strong faith praises God in spite of the circumstances. Listen, the circumstances have not yet changed, but you see Father Abraham in church praising God, giving glory to God. Anybody can praise God when things are going good. It is only people of strong faith 
that praise God when nothing is going good. So thanksgiving that I'm talking to you about this morning, the attitude of gratitude is meant to be possessed as a lifestyle in the good times and in the bad times. Right now, in the good times and bad, you are on your throne. You are God alone. I'm going to be in church in the good times and in the bad. I'm going to be at my rehearsal in the good times and in the bad. I'm going to be at Bible study in the good times and in the bad. I'm going to praise God. I'm going to dance and praise him. Doesn't matter what comes my way. The greater one lives inside of me. What's his name? Come on now. Come on now. Uh-huh. A... Are you filled with the Holy Ghost? So what are you supposed to do? Hallelujah. One of the steps of the faith of Abraham is praise or thanksgiving. Praise or thanksgiving. Psalm 50 and verse 23. Can I have that on the screen? Psalm 50 and verse 23. You know the Bible says that he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. What does it mean to give glory to God? Psalm 50 and verse 23 explains that. It says, Oso, let's read it together, one to go. Oso offereth praise, glorifieth me. Full stop. You can go on. And to him that ordereth his conversation aright, will I show the salvation of God. Whoso offereth praise, glorifieth me. Every time you're praising God, you're glorifying him. Your praise is rich when it is born out of an encounter with God. That's why some people don't understand you. When they see you rolling on the floor, I'm praising God. And they're wondering, no, if you don't know my pain, you will not understand my praise. Are you with me? So when, I, when you have an encounter with God, your, your problems will shrink and become smaller. Then God becomes bigger in your eyes. God is not going to get bigger. But in your eyes, it will be magnified. And then praise begins to flow forth. Are you with me, church? Are you with me, church? At that point, you don't need anybody to coax you anymore. It is rich and sweet when your praise is born out of a genuine encounter with God. It's a sign of strong faith. Anybody can praise God when all is well. And rosy. But people of strong faith, praise him. Even when all is not well. They praise him through the rain. They praise him through the sunshine. They praise him on the mountain. They praise him in the valley. They praise him when they are outnumbered. They praise him when they are surrounded. They praise him even when they are doubting. Because strong faith does not mean the absence of doubt. You can have doubt in your head, but not in your heart. Faith will walk in your heart without in your head. Not in your heart. Are you with me? Are you with me, church? Abraham praised God. Abraham praised God. He didn't have Isaac yet, but he was praising God. Can you praise him even though you don't have that result yet? Can you praise him even though you don't have that contract yet? Can you praise him even though you have not received that money yet? Can you praise him even though that next level you are trusting him for has not yet materialized. Can you praise him? Even though the healing is yet to materialize, you still have pain all over your body. You still feel the symptoms of the meningitis. Can you praise him? Can you praise him in spite and despite all? Those are people of strong faith. We, we have assumed that we will come to a point in our lives when there will be no challenges and no problems. <coughs> Excuse me. And at that point, we're really going to praise God. That time might never come. Challenges will always come. We'll all, we will always overcome. It will come. We will over, overcome. Are you with me? Are you an overcomer? As an overcomer, it means something will come at you. But you overcome. You are on top. Can I have an amen? So praise him when you are on top. Praise him every time. Praise him, praise him. Praise him, praise him. Let me wrap up on Father Abraham. Verse 21. I'm being fully persuaded. That what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Therefore, it was imputed to him for righteousness. He believed God and he praised God. God said, Abraham, he said, sir, yes, sir. Look up the sky. Sir, yes, sir. What do you see? I see stars. Stars? Can you number them? No, I cannot number them. All right? That's how many your kids are going to be, your children. Wow! Glory! 
like you will shout this afternoon when you get that email from the Canadian embassy saying your visa has been approved. Five-year multiple entry. Glory! But before the email comes, can you shout that glory? Before the employment letter comes in January, can you shout glory? Before that breakthrough shows up, can you shout glory? Before that credit alert enters, can you shout glory? Before mama stops using walking stick and she starts walking again by herself, can you shout glory? Those are the people of faith, strong faith. Strong faith. Glorifying God when you don't yet have the result in your hand. Guys, dream big in 2024 and see God surpass your dreams. Can I have an amen to that? Habakkuk said something. I love Habakkuk. You haven't passed that examination yet, but shout glory. <laughs> There's a couple watching online. You don't have that baby yet, but shout glory. <laughs> oh my. Mama Sarah, through faith, received strength to conceive seed. She judged him faithful that promised. Judge God faithful. Olaka, why are you full of hope? Why? Look at this situation. It looks hopeless. No, I judge him that promised faithful. Are you with me, church? Are we going to be like Habakkuk? Habakkuk chapter 3. Media, give me verse 1. Then we'll go to verse, verses 17 to 19. We're going to be upstanding now. Verse 1. I love the introduction. Let's read it together. A prayer of Habakkuk. On your feet, everybody. The prophet upon... I wanted to see Shiki enough. <laughs> I like that name. Let's read it together. A prayer of Habakkuk. The prophet upon. The prophet upon. I don't want you to forget this word. Upon Shiki enough. Habakkuk prayed. He offered the prayer. He spoke to God about his distress. He spoke to God about reviving them in the midst of the years. In the place of prayer, you can have an encounter. Just like you can in the word. You, you remember I mentioned that earlier. Habakkuk had his own encounter in the place of prayer. Then he rounded off the prayer on a note of thanksgiving. Verse 17. Verse 17. Verse 17. Let's read everybody. We read together. Although... The fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines. The labor of the olive shall fail, and the fields shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Verse 18. Yet! Shout the word yet! In the Lord, I will joy in the God of my salvation. Even though there's no credit alert, there is no chicken in the freezer, there is no Gary in the container. <laughs> oh, somebody's in the spirit right there. Uh, I don't have a car to drive. <laughs> I don't have a job. Uh, no, nobody, nobody sent me Christmas greetings on Christmas Day. <laughs> they, 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 they even forgot my birthday. <laughs> my, my head of ministry did not call me. <laughs> my, my friends are, are acting up now. They, they are kind of friends zoning me. So somebody tried to even break my heart. <laughs> yet, yet, what, am I, what are you going to do? will rejoice in the Lord. The Naira against the dollar is hemorrhaging. Not to talk of the pound sterling. 
and my daddy has to pay some school fees. <laughs> I, I need to go back to school. And daddy has lost his job. And mama is struggling with her business. Yet, what are you going to do? And I will joy in the God of my salvation. And you know what is going to happen? Oh yes, rejoice. Go ahead and rejoice. Go ahead and rejoice. Go ahead and rejoice. Go ahead and rejoice. Rejoice! And when you rejoice, they say, are you crazy? Why are you shouting? Why are you rejoicing? Why, what's making you happy in this kind of economy? In this economy. In this economy. We have another economy. Oh, weeping may endure for the night. Joy is coming in the morning. I may wet my pillow with tears, but I know I'm going to stand up rejoicing in the morning. Because verse 19 is coming. Verse 19 is coming. Read it. Let's read it together, everybody. The Lord God is my strength. I wet my feet. God is going to make your feet like the hind's feet. God is going to give you supernatural acceleration. Hind's feet very fast. 2024, God will give you supernatural speed. High velocity. Supernatural acceleration. God will speed things up in your favor. God will collapse time for you. In John chapter 6 from verse 16, the Bible says when Jesus came into the boat, the boat got to the land, it got to destination, he collapsed time. God will collapse time for you. First Kings 18, 45, and the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah, and he gathered up his loins, and he outran the chariot of Ahab unto the entrance of Jezreel. Verse 45. Verse 45. 45. And it came to pass in the middle. 46. 46. Next verse. is the last verse. And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah. And he gathered up his loins. And ran before Ahab. To the entrance of Jezreel. Supernatural acceleration. A normal human being cannot outrun a chariot. A chariot is propelled by horses. Horses. You don't have the speed of a horse. But the hand of the Lord, in the person of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the hand of the Lord, came upon Elijah. I see his hand coming upon you. Three people came to church. In 2024, one of our testimonies will be supernatural acceleration. Sing, oh, oh. 